university isn't for everyone. So when growing up and learning, remember that there are different avenues to learn. You can learn through apprenticeships or the job you start from 16 to 18, whether you climb the ranks in a company. Independent learning, flexible learning, taking an evening class after work or before. Wherever you learn, whatever you learn, however you learn, I do not believe your education stops at a mandatory age. That was something I soon learned towards the end of my second year at university. Once the paraphernalia of university for me calmed down, and when I say paraphernalia, I mean the drinking and the partying, the relationships, the temporary popularity, the ridiculous fulfilment of my childhood fantasy of a cheap kind of fame. I began wondering, why was I even at university? I wanted to study journalism and media. Why? Well, at its very core, I like knowing things. I like venturing out into new areas. I wanted to be proven wrong and have my views and mind open to different possibilities of solutions and ideas. Do I think all of them are correct? No. Do I think all of them are valid? No. But to understand someone and how they see the world is vital. We may disagree. We may agree. We may agree to disagree. But I'm still learning. I'm learning the value of an opinion, the certainty of a fact. It's important. So when it came to studying, after my first bad grade and I use inverted commas there because a 58 to some people is not a bad grade but for a once self-proclaimed goody two-shoes like myself it was everything. It was during the period of a breakup and bad grade I suddenly started to panic. Failing in a relationship was one thing but failing in the school that I chose, the university, the very core of why I was at university was another. I was there to study, to grow, to develop and while I did that socially what about educationally? This is what university is, right? To challenge yourself, to further your learning, to develop a level of independency as an adult, that transition almost. For some, it works in university. For some, it works in an apprenticeship. For others, it works in, in a good structured business or wherever you choose to go. It, it's that transition period that you are no longer in a structured formal environment of education, but move into something different to almost confirm your adulthood in a bizarre way. Or at least that's how I felt. So that's it at its core, right? I'm here to grow. I'm here to be the best possible Nico I can be. And on that journey, there will be people who can help, inspire and support in whatever you or I want to do, wherever I will go, whoever I will be. And throughout university, I was grateful I had that group of people. Those people, whenever I went off the track, I came back to the right path. But after a breakup and after a bad grade, I just threw myself back into my work. And although that came with a consequence, there was a level of stability in that. In some ways, I did learn that perhaps my work is more fun than fun. But always make room for fun, don't mistake me there. Studying in groups, asking questions and lectures, whatever that may be. After all, I was paying £9,000 a year, give or take, to be here. Why shouldn't I learn? And to anyone who tutted me in the back of those lectures or rolled their eyes, well, I hope you got your money's worth because I'm paying £9,000 a year. You've just paid that same amount to roll your eyes at me. So I hope it was worth it because I certainly got my money's worth. I hope you did too. But I wanted to learn. I chose to be here. I chose this establishment. I chose this degree. I took someone's place to be at this university. I made the cut that somebody else didn't. And if I ever met them later in life, I need to prove to them and myself, look, I didn't waste the opportunity that was given to me. This is why I was chosen. 
So when I took my step back from the party scene and started focus back on school and studying and maybe having a different kind of fun, a whole new rainbow of knowledge came out of me. Sitting with friends and discussing ideas, editing late at night in the media labs and learning new techniques, sharing interests and views while chatting on our breaks, learning about aspects of history I didn't even think to venture and look at. Book learning is great, but coffee with friends and hanging out at dinners and discussing topics are ways in which we grow. Even if it was just going to a friend's house to play a video game, I still learned. Anywhere in the world, whatever I did, there's always something to learn. The message is clear at its core. You go to university to develop your education. I learned from some of the best academics, in my opinion, ever. But most importantly, I learned from some of the greatest friends ever. And I was fortunate enough to, to meet Kate. It also changed my attitude to people from different cultures than my own and also different languages. I think during university you come across so many different people who like in my course in Ireland there was people from loads of different countries and they were studying beside me and there was people studying in their second and third languages and I just found that so impressive and it definitely gave me a bit of motivation to try and learn other languages myself. It was just, it's such a skill and to be able to do that is just an amazing thing. And to understand different people speaking in their own language, I feel it just, it's so interesting. It really is. It inspired me to get actually serious about learning French properly. And yeah, since then I've been trying to pick up bits of Portuguese and Spanish, not much, but it's made me kind of actually really want to try and understand other words and other phrases and there's, there's things that there exists words for in certain languages that don't in your own and you're like, that's kind of introducing me to a whole new concept that I couldn't have even thought of without that. So yeah, definitely made me interested in learning, learning in general, but learning languages. Those are the things that make a good experience great. The world a little brighter and exciting and it keeps your mind open. Whether you are in whatever stage of life, I know I sound optimistic. Whether you're 18 or 80 years old, take an interest, read a different magazine, read a different book, choose a film that is the exact opposite of the genre you like keep learning and keep trying i know i stress this a lot but education is full of questions and answers new ideas new boundaries to push it really changes the headspace and dusts off the cobwebs in my brain never stop learning and a journey is never as you expect it after all ask robbie and dylan UCSB, like, I went into earlier kind of why I applied there, and it was kind of on a lark almost, you know, but when I got the acceptance letter and then I really started looking at it, it came down to the fact that I got waitlisted at UCLA, so I wasn't sure if I was going to get in, and I ended up not. But at UCSB and, and UC San Diego, I got into both, and they were very similarly ranked. They were both, at the time, I think, the number like nine and ten public university in the country. So they're both really good schools. And then I really started looking a lot more into what people thought of them. And the history department isn't huge. A lot of people don't major in history. And so I was looking at like a lot more holistic picture of the school itself and the environment. So I can't say that I really picked the history department in and of itself at UCSB more than just like the whole package about the school. And the academics and the student reviews of the area and the people and the 
place and all that. But in addition to that, I got at UCSB, I got admitted into the Honors College, which was based on my grades and my testing scores and all that. And so the Honors College was a much smaller organization uh, within the school. So in the school, there was a, in my freshman year, I think the incoming freshman class was somewhere between 4,000 and 4,500 students. But then the Honors College was only 400 of those students of those 4,000. So it was about like the 10%, I guess, or roughly about of like, you know, the, the top scoring grade and test sort of thing. And so I got accepted into that without having specifically applied to it. It just was part of my acceptance into UCSB. And the Honors College was a huge, huge plus. So it gave me access to, you, you could take smaller honors seminars. And in fact, you needed to, because I, I did take, I studied in, in England at, at King's for a semester. And in there, there was generally lectures and seminars with where you'd have like the, the bigger lecture hall for some kind of like larger classes. And then you would have seminars with individual professors. And at UCSB, it was not entirely the same. What tended to happen is that undergraduate classes, you'd have like really big lecture halls with like, you know, 100, 200, 300 students, and you'd meet a couple times a week. And then in addition to that, you would have like a seminar with a teaching assistant. So like on an average class, you would have about three hours a week in a lecture hall with, you know, a couple hundred students and the professor, and then like one hour a week with a graduate student that was like a teaching assistant. And that was like your smaller thing. The teacher assistant would like grade your papers and give you a lot more of the individualized feedback that you'd receive for that course. That would be like the, the general courses. And then the upper division courses, when you got closer to graduating, those would tend to be smaller and with a professor. But when you're in the honors college, you had the opportunity to take those big lectures. And then the seminars that you could take would be like the one hour a week could be with the professor themselves, as opposed to the TA, or you could do it in addition. And so you, I got like some one-on-one -on -one time with some really brilliant professor. Well, not, not necessarily one-on-one, -on -one. you could do that in office hours, but much smaller settings with really brilliant professors, you know, have a lecture with 200 people, but then I would get to go to the, the seminar section. It would be like the professor and me and four or five other students. And then the other benefit, the huge benefit of the Honors College was that if I kept my GPA high, if I was getting at least A minuses or A's in every single class that I took. I had to average at least a 3.6 uh, GPA. Then I got to get priority registration, which means I got to pick classes ahead of even the seniors at UCSB, which meant that at no time did I ever have to like waitlist a course. I just got into the courses that I needed to get into, which was hugely useful hugely, hugely useful. It made my college experience so much better because I just got into the classes I needed and I didn't have to take, you know, extra quarters or, you know, stress about getting into classes. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. So that, that educational experience was, was particularly good. And so, yeah, a lot of the, the big things that were great for me educationally and academically came from having those one-on-one -on -one connections. Professors were like a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but 
a good few professors that I had knew me very well right away because I was in their seminars and I would contribute and talk to them and all that sort of thing. I went to UCSB. I originally went in as a film and media studies major. Going into college, I was dead set on becoming a film editor and graphic designer for various reasons that came up around the last couple years of my high school experience. Ultimately, came in as film and media and about two quarters in, I just realized that that was not going to be the best thing to actually study, to do a four-year institution for. Because in film and media, if you're looking to do anything other than like professional screenwriting or directing, which I wasn't looking to do, I was looking to be a film editor, then it's more about networking and who you know in the industry than any sort of accreditations that you get from major four-year institutions, let alone one that isn't very well reputed or very reputable in the film space like UCSB. I was trying to decide between UCSB and University of Miami in Florida because University of Miami had a much more active and well-known film program than UCSB did. Unfortunately, it wound up being a cost factor and I chose UCSB for proximity to family and because since I was a California citizen, they were offering some pretty solid financial aid. So wound up doing film and media studies. I, um, yeah, like I said, I was only doing it for two quarters and I wound up deciding to switch into psychology because it was just a more generally applicable major and it was another thing that was always kind of interesting to me. I was always really interested in the way that human brains function and I guess what practices could be applied through that sort of study. Ultimately it became biopsychology because I learned like all of the basics of behavioral psychology over the first two years and then all of the upper division classes that I took over during my third and during my third and fourth years or at least I should I should say my third year just any upper division classes I took they all felt like they were rehashing the same exact information that I had already learned in my first two years and so I wanted more. So I went a layer deeper and I did biopsychology which is basically neuroscience. So it takes those behavioral facets of psychology and then it digs one level deeper into the neuro neuroscience behind it all and like what's actually going on from a physiological perspective in the brain while you're having all of these behaviors. And I switched to biopsych like right before I went to Europe too. So that kind of gives you a little idea of the timeline for everything. So been all over the place as far as what I've studied. But you have to remember that your journey is your own. And even at my lowest points in second year, I still learned, I grew. I found that by learning, you can still learn just as much from failure as you do from success. Cliche as it is, it's true. And the thing I remember the most is that it isn't just the wisest academics you learn from, it is true to your friends. You learn from new experiences. That was my journey. But don't be surprised if people watching you. And not in a bad, creepy way. Do not mistake me there. I don't I hope nobody's watching you like in a creepy way, of course. But you might not see the change around you, but others can. And I was grateful because I got to ask my lecturer, did she see the change in me? Did she see any differences? What was my journey exactly? Did I benefit? And when I asked her about it, this is what Bianca told me. I think your, you know, your journey was was one of building confidence because I think there was always talent there, but I think part of it was a questioning. And I think that that questioning of yourself and your abilities is good in one sense because you know you don't want to get to the point where you think, oh, I'm perfect at it. And I think particularly in the field of media, you're constantly improving, you're constantly working on the next thing, you're constantly thinking about refining it. But I do feel like part of university experience is about instilling that confidence in students, and I do think that with you you know what was great about your connection is you were 
worked really hard you had a good support system around you because I felt like your friendship group was really positive you know obviously Kyle was part of that but I think there was also a broader you know set of students around you who who were there to to sort of work with you and 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 to do things and I think that was really important and the other thing is that you were willing to to take on opportunities beyond the scope of the course and that for me is always the kicker right so if you can go on the field trip if you can take the work experience if you can do the outside project you should do it and I know it's easy for me to say that because you know people go oh we're trying to focus on this actually those experiences are enhancing everything about what you're learning in that and and you know you did all of those things you 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 know you were on the bus you <laughs> you, you you did the BBC stuff you were invo- I'm sure you were involved with Radio Plus so you did all of those things and you did all of those things with a view to getting better and and improving your skills but also making those kinds of connections because that's where the networks form right you know you you have the networks that's kind of central in terms of who's in the course with you and who your lecturers know but then you also have I've gone out and I've done placements here or I've gone to this field trip and I've met so and so and I think you were really good at that 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 to me was was an important thing because I always feel like oh when you did a year out huge huge I mean that that's that's a big that's a brave thing to do I mean I always think it's the best thing because I think you grow so much in that experience but it's not easy particularly when you're doing an international one because you're going to a country you don't necessarily know with people you don't necessarily know and you're also now in some way out of step with your with your first cohort so you come back and there's these different people who were in second year when you were you know or who were in first year when you were in second and you're having to form new connections with them so I think that was also the other thing is you you know you took that leap and did that and went to France. In those years, I learned that the best way to remove prejudices, bigotry and narrow-mindedness is through travel, is through talking to people, is through learning from different people. You don't, again, you don't have to agree with everyone, but to have that exposure to learn, to grow, to want to change, it speaks volumes. So when I took a step back from the party scene, when I changed my views, when I changed the way I chose to have fun... This doesn't mean I'm belittling those who party and go out clubbing. People let off steam in different ways. Some people choose to go to concerts and dance the night away and I enjoy going to concerts. Some people choose to drink. I choose sometimes not to. Some people go for coffee. Some people do things differently. It's not a bad way to do things differently. I just didn't... I just learned and experienced. I felt everything I possibly could partying. And if anybody wants to prove me wrong, by all means, I welcome it. I'm happy to at least try. But to some of my listeners, I think you're trying, you're wondering, well, why are you talking about this? We get it, you partied and of course, you know, you finish partying and, you know, you just hit back to the books. You're towards the end of your second year at this point. You are about to go on a year abroad at this point. You know, what is the point you're trying to prove? And listeners, it's easy for me to sit here and lecture to you guys and say oh you know education is important of course it is i think knowledge is always important i hope you're consuming good knowledge positive knowledge inspiring knowledge of becoming doctors or engineers or the mechanic the plumber wherever you choose to go wherever you end up go for it whether you become a streamer or an influencer by all means go for it what i'm trying to tell you guys wherever you end up don't stop learning and i'm going to keep it quite short and sweet this episode 
episode but it's something i've been thinking about for a while and it's i come back to it every once in a while by isaac asimov and it's called if i'm saying the name correctly which i hope i am and it's called a lifetime of learning people think of education as something they can finish and what's more when they finish it's a rite of passage you're finished with school you're no more a child and therefore anything that reminds you of school reading books having ideas asking questions that's kid stuff now you're an adult you don't do that sort of thing anymore you have everybody looking forward to no longer learning and you make them ashamed afterwards of going back to learning if you have a system of education using computers then anyone at any age can learn by themselves and and can continue to be interested if you enjoy learning there's no reason why you should stop at any given age it seems to me that when it's time to die and that will come to all of us there would be a certain pleasure in thinking that you had utilized your life well that you had learned as much as you could gathered in as much as possible of the universe and enjoyed it there's only one universe and only one lifetime to try and grasp it and while it's inconceivable that anyone can grasp more than a tiny portion of it they can at least do that much what a tragedy just to pass through and get nothing out of it so some of you are asking me well what do you wish you knew now you know with everything i wish i knew what do i wish i guess i wish i would have known i wish i learned this sooner i don't regret any decision i made that would be ridiculous that would defeat the point but of all the lessons and everything i wish i knew i'm glad i learned this lesson i'm glad of all the mistakes that taught me to learn this lesson and thankfully at such a young age i learned this at roughly my very early 20s just shy of 21 and i've hopefully managed to carry it out for as long as i possibly can and will continue to i'll let you guys in on a secret i work now obviously i'm not 20 young 20s anymore but i take a sign language class after work i will try different things i try and surround myself with people who are both different and similar to me who will push me and guide me and encourage me to be me and evoke my passions and i hope you do that too you know you're around good friends when they all encourage new ideas and passions don't don't stop learning don't stop studying and it doesn't have to be you know textbook and dull again after work class a youtube tutorial whatever you want to learn it's out there and i'm sure you can find it i personally look to people like the try guys um who are very good at that i will say during one of the lockdowns i picked up a crochet magazine and started learning crochet am i good okay i'm not the best i'm not great i learned how to crochet a line crochet a square crochet a small pattern and that in and of itself is something whether it's doing a duolingo a day or solving a crossword a day just keep learning and keep those eyes open and i leave you with that listeners keep learning keep trying keep your mind open and keep studying and you'll be surprised at the change you'll find because remember it's not just you making the changes people around you will see and they will see perhaps a growth in confidence a growth in learning you might find different passions or you you get inspired by people who are passionate who take their craft seriously whether it's the twitch streamer the artist the lawyer the doctor the nurse the plumber the electrician the musician the person who just picked up a guitar for fun the whoever whatever just keep learning and you don't have to put an exam in front of it to make you qualified keep writing in your spare time keep that hobby keep that passion 
passion alive and just keep learning it doesn't make you any less of a person it makes you a better person in my opinion just look and you'll find your people you'll find good friends who will support you don't be afraid to try ballroom dancing don't be afraid to find a piece of chalk and just find like a small black top and just start doodling maybe you'll find something there wherever you can whatever you can try and if you can't there's a way around it you can find a means to it if you need to push yourself volunteer but just keep learning and keep those skills going and i leave you with that listeners and i'll see you in two weeks happy holidays everyone and have a happy new year and i will i haven't quite decided when uh whether i'll post over the christmas period in the um obviously some of you may or may not know i'm uk based so i'll let you know when but until then take care and i'll keep updates on my socials so you know when the next episode will be take care and bye